I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, thinking about lag time and what's next. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy. And this is episode 321, and I'm calling it lag. Too many different tangents I could follow. That probably sums up lots of things, really. Funny, though, how in so many other areas, I don't see options. I don't see lots of options. I don't see different paths or a way out or a way to solve things or things I might explore. But here, here in the realm of the CMP, there are always different kernels of thought that could become the path for a show. Little things that branch out from the here and now in their own winding directions. And I would love to be able to sit and just talk about things like that with other people. I saw this. I saw that. I read this. I read that. I stumbled over this. I want to try that. But what about this? No real answers. Not looking for answers. Just looking to connect, to talk, to talk about what goes on with each of us individually. But a show about drawing. Hmm. How novel, right? For this show to somehow today be about drawing. Why does that feel odd? When I thought to myself, I should just talk a bit about drawing. About the realization of this or that. I immediately had that thought. A show about drawing. It seems odd. But okay. And then I caught myself and I thought, aren't most of these shows about drawing? Because That's what I do. Doesn't mean that's what all of you do. But that's my bridge into creativity and connecting with you. Is that I draw. So why would it be odd? Why would it be odd to talk about drawing? And maybe part of me was thinking, oh no, another show about drawing. But I haven't talked about drawing recently. I've gotten to where I feel a bit odd when I talk about drawing. And why does talking about drawing suddenly feel superficial? Hmm, superficial. What would suddenly make a show about drawing feel superficial? The epic battle between real and superficial. It is a tough one for me. It is a tough one for me. These are things... I think about a lot. And these are things that I see as divides between people, as walls between people. They are ways of being that can be hard and yet, I suppose, are important too. Battle between real and superficial. I'm not, despite this show, despite the podcast, despite what you think you hear, I'm not the let it all hang out type. And that has really frustrated people in the past. And at the same time, 
I am definitely not the pretty surface type. The put on a pretty face. No gloss. That's not me. I'm somewhere in between. It depends on who I'm with. It depends on what I'm doing. Not fond of surfaces, but I don't let it all hang out. Not fond of gloss. And yet, here's the kicker, because suddenly I see that with art, with art right now, with my art, the divide between superficial and everything below the surface is real. And that isn't the case for all artists. And it isn't always the case for me. It is not always how I work. And yet, I think, maybe right now, that's the space I am in. Depends on the project. But with my daily drawings right now, it's true. They're people. They're people I don't know. It is a surface of its own. And for that very reason, it works. And it's important. And it's what I do. So I'm coming to understand that a few things come out of that, come out of that subject matter and approach and surface. One, it gives me a way to create art and share it. And two, the flip side, it keeps the real me locked away. This isn't the talk that I thought I was going to do when I thought I need to do a show about drawing. Or maybe this isn't the road into the show about drawing that I plan to take. I had this little bitty aha moment about drawing the other day, or about being ready to draw again, or about portraits, or about something that will become clear. But this isn't really the inroad I expected to take. I am on a detour of sorts. I didn't realize these balls of mental goo were even connected And I now see that they are. They are. 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Teresa told me recently, 15 minutes. And sometimes I marvel at how long it takes to really end up with 15 minutes. So there's that. And on the other hand, I sometimes know that things feel so convoluted that I can never make sense of them in 15 minutes. 15 minutes. It was really good feedback. I really appreciated hearing it. If I take a 15 minute look at this stew of creative awareness and angst that I am in right now in this discussion, what will it be? What will it look like? A 15 minute look at this stew. Is it a split pea soup? Is it a beautiful magenta cabbage soup with raisins and beets? Is it a creamy jalapeno? Is it some produce stand special, a wholesome farmer's market blend? Is it thick with tomatoes? How did we get to soup? And what memories do different soups hold? 15 minutes, it all spirals. There are so many directions. I sat in my car the other day, a few weeks ago, after an errand, and I took out an index card because I felt like I couldn't breathe. I felt everything sitting up in my throat. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I took out an index card and I started trying to figure it out, hashing it out. First, I took out a journal and tried to visually make sense of this feeling that I couldn't breathe and what 
that was about. And then I took out this index card and I started hashing it out. The filterless part of me says, just read the card. Right now, just read the card. I won't. But I sat. I think I'd planned to go for a walk that day after the errand. Do things back to back, domino effect myself into my good habit. And it was so windy and cold that day that I just couldn't make myself do it. And I sat in the car filling out index cards. And I cried. Right. That's what we should do. We should sit in our cars filling out index cards or journals or composition books or field notes or something, the back of an envelope. I do that a lot. Back of a receipt. I do that too. We should just sit there, fill it all out and cry. That seems perfectly normal. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to focus on in August. I felt like if I could sort through some of my thinking, maybe this lump rising in my throat, this feeling of fullness that didn't make any sense, would go away. So I was trying to figure out what I wanted to focus on in August and why the easy and obvious path may not be the best choice. Because the easy and obvious path would just roll me right over into a new month, into doing the same thing I'm doing now. And what are the pros and cons of that? Maybe it's not the best choice. But I was also thinking about why the easy and obvious path gives me a way to stay connected, to stay busy, to stay productive, to stay on track with my habit, to stay balanced, to keep sharing and showing and being a part of the creative space. And ultimately, what I was questioning was portraits. And portraits make me happy. There's no question about that. But it's also the easy and obvious choice, the easy and obvious continuation. They give me something known to draw each night. I don't have to find something in the mess of reality, the literal mess, looking around, or the figurative mess, or the mental mess, the big picture mess. I don't have to figure anything out that feels safe to draw or that I can cope with the messiness of the drawing. I want to make something that's kind of pretty. Daily drawing gives me personal rigor and portraits give me an anchor. I can find a face and try and capture it. It's that simple. It's a good focus, it's clear, it's shareable, and it is in its own way a surface. And it's a good surface. It has so many benefits and positives for me. It has and is a really good thing for me. But doing portraits every day means I don't do other projects. I'm not getting better at other skills, other things that I really want to get better at and really want to make a part of who I am and what I do because I don't do them. And I don't do them because instead I draw a portrait, the easy and obvious thing to do at the end of every day. And I'm not even convinced that I'm improving with portraits. And I let myself admit that right there on that index card. I let myself say that. I'm not sure I'm getting any better. And I let myself also admit that I do think I'm improving. There are times when I absolutely said to myself, I see the difference and I see that I can do this now and I don't think I used to could do that. I am improving and I continue to improve, but I let myself admit and accept both things as real. Not sure that I'm improving and at other times I am. 
And then there are the other projects, those other skills that I want to work on. But if I do those things, I know they will be harder to share. Maybe that's the risk and the trade-off, I thought. And share. By share, I mean the process of posting somewhere and saying, yes, I did this. Share in that way. Share somehow publicly. No matter what I work on, I am, so far, keeping to my daily commitment to my own creativity. I'm very committed this year. I know what I'm doing. I'm very okay in my habit. It is a one-way mirror a lot of times. I know that. Do it, share it. But that's the level of accountability that I need. Sharing is my way of visibly holding myself steady. Other projects, projects that are not portraits, I think for me are often harder to share. Less finished pieces. I don't have a space that lets me show process shots. That's something I really need to work on. And the learning process, the practicing process, the, wow, this is raw, but I really need to keep doing it. So I have to share it so that I do keep doing it. That is not always easy. It's not always easy to share. Some projects are more personal. Some projects, my skill is just really at a beginner level. Definitely more difficult to share. I don't know that I have the right space for that sharing. And my Instagram account loses followers at a higher rate than it gains them. And I have a very small number to begin with. It's one step forwards, four steps back most days. And it is so hard sometimes to not take it personally, to not take it as a comment on worth. And while that's a line that I should delete from the show when I edit, it is an honest line. It is an honest line because it is a confusing scenario. It is confusing the ways in which it all works and falls in place for some people and the ways in which it doesn't for others. How many ways can we doubt ourselves? And to what extent do these other spaces contribute to how we feel and to whether or not we feel like what we're doing is successful enough? And I'm not talking about people who make a living. I'm talking about just in terms of our daily art. How many ways can we doubt ourselves? Let me count the ways, really. So what to do in August? That's why I was sitting in the car with those index cards and with that lump in my throat. What to do in August? When you do a long challenge, one month, two months, longer, there's often a mixed bag of feelings at the end of the process. I find that true with long projects in general, and I've talked about that many times. You come to the end and there is this lag time. There is this thing that happens at the end. And I saw several people talking about that, about needing a few days to settle after the index challenge this year ended. I think there's often a feeling of finding your footing, trying to sort out both where you've been and where you're headed, sort out what you created as a whole, what you learned, where you started from at the beginning of it, where you arrived, what you ended up with, what you see, what changes you made, what you tried, how it felt, how you feel, and now what's next? Where you want to head, where you want to focus, what you do today and tomorrow and the next day. 
what your next thing is. Is it a continuation? There are always too many options. And of course, for some of us, we have limited time, we have limited energy or both. And some of us are able to do multiple things. Will you continue what you were doing? Will you go back to what you were doing before? Will you try something new? Will you shift focus to something else that you've been wanting to do? Will you completely shift mediums or will you completely shift sizes? Will you shift color? Will you shift to color? Will you shift back to black and white? Will you shift to glue? Will you shift to collage? What will you do? I was caught in that for a few days. And last year, I shifted out of ICAD and into an expansion of the same exploration, portraits in ballpoint, but bigger and working on things over days. And I talked about that in several different episodes of the Creativity Matters podcast last year. At the time, trying something that was WIP, work in progress, was something I really needed to do. I needed to break the habit of start to finish. That habit is still with me, start to finish. Daily challenges like ICAD really reinforce that. That is the frenzy of a daily type challenge. And so it's with me again, that sense that I need to slow back down. So last year I shifted to WIP and to bigger and tried to figure out how that fit for me and let myself slow down a little bit. The opening days of this August, I did very quick, very quick sketches of my son sitting across from me at night, loose, gestural, a minute or so and done. This is not a strong suit for me. My perspective is never good with real life drawing. These are lines only. They're drawn. They're done. Daily habit and check and a bit of room to breathe. I could feel the lag time, the weight of the lag time, feel the bit of assessment, the fear of somehow standing still, and yet the bit of resistance to just keeping on as I had been because I was also trying to put myself back in a space to do a few other things. But by night three, by night three, it was portrait time. I really thought I would do something different in August. And to some extent, I am. I have been doing a few other practice-oriented things that help meet my sense of putting my toe in the water in these other places. But I did, by night three, go back to portraits in addition to the other things. I'm not quite sure where my head is with portraits right now, but by night three, I knew that a portrait was what I needed, what I wanted. I didn't feel fulfilled by doing the quick sketches, the in-person sketches the nights before. I needed whatever it is that drawing a portrait gives me. So I drew a portrait, a little portrait, five by seven, and I watched it unfold And yes, I know it's simple. I know it's just line art. I know it's not nearly as complicated as other kinds of art or even as other people's portraits. But I drew a portrait and I watched it unfold and I felt how right it feels and how right it felt and how it also gives me a chance to make something every day that is independent of anything else going on. I can just sink into making this thing, to drawing this thing. And it gives me something that is very important, a space to just enjoy this process and to 
enjoy how fulfilling it is to make that happen and to look at this person at the end. In that moment, that bundle of minutes as I worked on the portrait, I understood and appreciated in a new way what the portraits offer me, why I gravitate towards them and back to them, why the steady and unlimited supply of ready-to-draw options has made this such an easy and convenient way for me to be creative each day. But it's not just that it's convenient. It's not just that. And yes, maybe it is the easy thing to just roll right back into that with a new month. But I'm not sure that's a bad thing either. And right, maybe it's not a different kind of work that is bearing my soul. I do that in other ways. I do that in other ways. It isn't what works for everyone either, but you know me. I am all about each of us better understanding our own journey, our own journeys, why we choose something, what works and why, what makes us happy or fulfilled or safe with our art or comfortable or productive or rewarded, what it takes for each of us. I don't think there's a one size fits all. Others approach their art in a completely different way for their own reasons and beautifully so. It all counts. And not only am I so interested in tracking and talking about these observations, but I always hope that maybe you listen and it broadens your own perspective. It gives you a way to think about your own art, but that it also builds an awareness and appreciation of the diversity, the sheer range of approaches we might take, that we each take, and for different reasons. And they're all valid. They're all valid. Always be careful in how you talk about what you talk about. Even when you're couching your own comments and posts and updates about your own work, make sure that you're not, in your own way, putting down what other people do. We each have a different way, a different way that works, a different way that matters. And I applaud you for doing your work in your way and for thinking about it day to day and for shifting when you need to and for realizing sometimes that you might be stuck or that maybe you're taking the easy way out or that maybe you're not happy with what you're doing or that you love it, that you are so happy with what you're doing. All of those things count. I am the art. The art is me. That is it for today. That is it for episode 321. And I appreciate if you listened all the way through. I always do. I am not on a soapbox. But I had a lot to think about. And I sat in a car with an index card and at least let myself start that process. As always, I'm Amy, and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. Show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidless. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy for my personal work and as the Creativity Matters podcast for the show. Please follow both. Thank you to those of you who help support the CMP with Series 1 postcards. I really appreciate those of you who did that. And for the most part, those of you who did that are also the people who support me at Patreon. And I can never say how much just knowing that you support me in that way means to this show. You can learn more about Patreon at patreon.com slash creativity matters. If you are looking for a group, a creative group, 
a private group that is a little different than just posting at Instagram and is not a duplicate for posting at Instagram, then check us out in the Creativity Matters group at Facebook. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And that can change. It's not written in stone. And don't forget to breathe. Have a good week, everyone. 